This is Alma DeSanto. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. The authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f- so funny about me. Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stein. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time for the Cigar Authority. Let him up, let him up, let him up, everybody. February 28, 2015, broadcasting live from the LaFleur Dominicana studios at Two Guys Smoke Shop today in Seabrook. New Hampshire, and I am back from Washington, D.C., where I walked the halls and fought for your rights and my rights to enjoy premium cigars. We'll tell you all about that. It is in the FDA's hands. We'll see where they're going to go. Today, we smoke two cigars out of the My Father Cigar Factory, and we'll be joined by the Northeast sales rep, Jeremy Soares, who will be joining us in minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. That's right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, we're not high atop anything. We're on the ground floor, ground floor. with the troops right here at Two Guys Smoke Shop Seabrook. Uh, and we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. Big studio audience. They're all looking at us. You get nervous? All eight of them. No, there's a lot of people. I'd say there's 30 people here. There's at least 30. At least 30. All right, so let's smoke the first cigar. Let's go with it. And uh, as I used to call Jammy Garcia, but it's Jaime Garcia. Jaime. couple there for you, Chuck. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Jaime Garcia. This is a uh, cigar that was was a limited edition just for the Northeast. But um, it is a sold-out product right now at this point. We have a few left, but it's over, right? It's That's over. it. And um, you got any information on this, Barry? Yep. In 2010, Jaime Garcia released the Reserva Special with the Connecticut Broadleaf. In 2011, they released their limited edition again, but this time in the box, it was one stick with a Connecticut Shade wrapper. I remember that. That yep. cigar would go on to become the New England exclusive, and the cigar features multiple... Filler Leaves of Pelo de Oro, which we spoke about a few weeks ago being one of my personal favorites. And there's also Pelo de Oro on the binder, according to Mr. Soares. And you have an Ecuador shade-grown wrapper. Yeah, I remember. So in the box, there was just one cigar that was the natural. And every time you open the box, the first cigar to go was this one. Boom. So all of a sudden, they come out with the whole boxes of them just for the Northeast. New England or Northeast? New England. New England? Isn't that the same thing? Well, New York is part of it, and New York did not get them. So I think it was just, just the New, New England, England states. Is that right, Jeremy Sawyer? This is actually something that was made for the whole entire country. Was that made? cigar over there is the New England exclusive that's regular production. This is not. That was limited edition for the whole country. This. this. Correct. 
Oh, this is limited edition for the whole country. See, we ah. have the information. So ah. that would make this the 2012 limited Correct. edition, which, ah. has, which still has the multiple leaves of Pella Dioro. Well, at least you got that right, Ben. Yes. There we go. Well, let's give, let's give it a cut and light. Yes, we're going to do it on the air. We're going to get it right the best we can anyway. Uh, it is uh, time to give our cigar a cut and light, and the cutting is brought to you, uh, the official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while other, all other cigar brands were raising prices, it was Perdomo and Perdomo alone that cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence, and we may be going to Perdomo real soon, and I'll talk about that in the next hour. Uh, to lower the prices because <laughs> I just came back from Washington, D.C. And uh, I know you hate to hear bad news and stuff, but uh, I was just in Washington, D.C., so it's bad news, right? But uh, hopefully some things to look so at. So we, for- we have a new segment, Good News Jonathan, and then we have a new new segment, <laughs> Bad News Dave, <laughs> which is a playoff of the Bad News Barry segment. The key is we've got to continue to fight. That's going to be the key. Don't well, relax and enjoy if, ourselves quite yet. If you're going to fight... Sometimes you got to throw bombs. Yeah. And that's why we're smoking uh-huh. uh, using today the Vertigo Bomber. It's a $29.99 beauty. It features an onboard flip-out bullet cutter that goes just past completely vertical yeah. to allow for larger ring-gauge cigars to be cut. Uh, it also features the patented Vertigo big-ass tank yeah. that we're always talking about. There we go. They don't actually use that terminology. That just, they will. Just show. They will. They will. <clears throat> so this is the 2012 edition. Limited edition. Limited edition. Jaime Garcia. And they start making this in 2012. Right. There was only a limited amount of boxes. boxes, I believe. And uh, they're gone. I believe there's still some on twoguyscigars.com. I just a few. But also the New England exclusive is close to the same blend. It still has the Pella Oro in it. So well, we'll have... Uh, We'll have Jeremy on in the next segment to tell us everything we got wrong in there, which is probably most of it. <laughs> but he'll tell us uh, as we go there anyway. But a, um, what do you want to call this? A, a new wave type of Connecticut shade, which has been going on a lot. Instead of being a mild cigar, it is a shade wrapper, but it's not a mild cigar. Yeah, it's boosted up. You've got, yeah. you got some medium stuff going yeah. on. Well, it's yeah. that Nicaraguan spice that Pepin yeah. is famous for. I mean, they all start off with that burst of pepper through the nose. Yeah, but you you would look at normally look at this and say, oh, it's a mild cigar, and then you may be unpleasantly this to is, see that it's got some oomph to it. Or if you like a full body cigar, don't be afraid to smoke a Papin Garcia because even though it's shade, it's got some oomph. This is a very well aged, and when I say well aged, I'm talking seven years or more. Ultra sharp cheddar. You got the creaminess. There's a little, a little bit of the bite, but the two are very balanced together. Wow, it's peppery as can be to me. I don't know where you're getting. And it's a little cheesy. Cheddar. Cheesy, yeah. The he's cheddar, a, yeah. I don't know. It could be because I'm sitting next to Jonathan. Yeah, he's, you know, he's the very cheese cheese. is just wafting over. Yeah. If you hadn't licked my sleeve, it'd be fine. <laughs> thought it was a crawler. So, I it was uh, a crawler. Barry, last week we had uh, some questions and answers for our uh, website that we put on each week. We try to get answers from our uh, listeners. Instead of them asking us questions, we want to ask them a question each week. And uh, what was that question? Last week we asked uh, whether or not you smoke in your own residence. And the shocking results of that question says 67% of over 500 people who voted 
do not smoke in their own home. I'm not shocked at that at all. Because they don't have houses. They, they, their they, wife has a house. Their wife has a house, and they live with their wife. And she's calling the shots. And I, at 67%, I would think it would be even a lot more than that. But, um, but you're the king of your castle. You I smoke am. in your house. I am the king of my castle. Jonathan, do you smoke in your house? I do. He smokes in the basement. I That's not my house. house. That is my house. I'm in my house. You don't live there. You what about you, Chuck? Do you smoke well, in sometimes. your house? Negative, man. We talked about this. Yeah. I, am, uh, I am not an owner of a house, apparently. <laughs> so we would say you live in your house. So let's take the living room. <laughs> would you ever smoke in the living room? Uh, my wife will be on vacation next week. She's going to Puerto Rico. And, yes, I will smoke in my living room. When the owner of the house is not there. When she's not there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the way it is. And this week we asked the question is, what is the deciding factor for when you pick up a new cigar for the first time? Mm. And there's five or six options on the webpage from the salesman. What, what would make you do it? What would make you do it? What's the deciding factor when you're in a store and you see something new on the shelves? What's the number one reason that you're going to pick up that cigar? Wow. And they, they have some choices as they opposed have choices, to choices, an online review, the it, store salesman, the packaging, the advertising. For me, it is the, the price story. point. Okay. I don't care about the price. I only care about what is the story behind this. What is the person who's making this? What is their mission in making this cigar? That would make me try something new or not try something new. So in new. your case, you would select marketing. I guess. Facts tell, stories sell. Right. Bang. Yeah. I agree with them. I agree That's with That's who I am. But I, w- I would think the appearance would have everything to do with it. The first time I'll pick up a stick is appearance. Yeah. The second time I'll pick it up is how well it performed. Yeah, but if you base it on that, there's an awful lot of very ugly cigars that taste great. And somebody else would now have to sell you with their marketing behind it and say, here's the story. I right. know it's ugly, but let me tell you all about her. Uh, she's a good cook, and she's a nice person, and right? Yeah, before I worked here, I would have never tried a Jose Dominguez stick, but you guys are always talking about them. I pick it up, and it's in my regular rotation. But it doesn't look bad, does it? You know, it, it's, it's, to me, it doesn't have that geek quality about it because, you know, I didn't know anything about it yeah. until I moved up here. And then from you guys talking about it, it's, you know, I'm smoking at least one or two a week. I'm, so, I'm sure the Maduro is in your regular rotation. Yes, what about the natural? Uh, I, I'll go to the Maduro. Once you go Maduro, you never go back. See, that natural is so smooth and creamy. But I like the Maduro, too. So uh, can they put in, if, if the answer is not there, is there an other? No, but we can add another. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, I, I sat down really with Ed, and I went through him, and we think we have all bases covered. I'm sure Rudy will wind up texting us, hey, this is missing. If you do other, though, you need to have like a, 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 a blank box. Yeah, exactly. So they can type what that other is yeah. rather than just leaving it as other. This is a real good question. I, I bet all the manufacturers would like to know what attracts a consumer to uh, pick a cigar up for the first time. Uh, and let's assume they were all $8 cigars or something. You know, It's got to be appearance. It's got to be. You may not even see it, though. I mean, we... we I think do it right when a to new cigar comes in. To count on somebody telling the story. To count on the employee to tell the story. The cigar gets featured on a table for at least 30 days when a new, new product here. comes in. Somebody else puts it in their regular rotation. It just goes on the bottom shelf somewhere. Well, and most humidors, I think, and Barry, uh, I haven't been to all that many cigar stores in my life. You have. Most cigar stores are not like this where there's cabinets where you slide it open, but you walk into a room filled with... Right. More, more places that I've been to have the walk-in humidor. Yeah. 
And most places I've gone to doesn't have the salesperson that comes in and tells you about the cigars. So you just go it's into it. It's mostly do your, do, you know, yeah. on your own. You know, do it yourself. So you walk into a room filled with boxes and singles of cigars, mm-hmm. evenly displayed the same exact way. Yep. And now what is going to make you buy something that you, you didn't? First off, I think the first thing happens is you buy what you know because you go in there and there's nobody telling you any, any different. So in order for something to have uh, jumped out at you, it had to be a visual. That, let me try yeah. this because visually it looks like. See, I'm, so, I'm such a big fan of the story that when I was a customer, I went into another cigar shop. And the person behind the counter didn't pick up their head from the magazine. It was self-service. I walked around. I picked out a couple of cigars, and I just never went back because I want the story. I would come into two guys, and uh, remember, you obviously, Mike Havey, he would walk me around and tell me the story about new stuff, and that's what I wanted to try all the time. Sadly, most cigar shops aren't like that. They don't have the the full customer service. Well, I demand it. Which is really, if I'm speaking to any retailers out there, if anything, that's all we do have is customer service. There's no other reason for somebody to shop with us. Uh, we're not more convenient. We don't have a bigger selection than those online. We do not have more inventory in stock than they do. All we have is customer service, and if we don't utilize our customer service, we will die. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, step it up. Uh, retailers, are cr- not just in the cigar business, but any business, retailers need to step it up with customer service or we will die. Period. That's it. Definitely the case. Yeah. And this thing's getting sharper. It's good. I'm getting a little butterscotch. Hang on. Butterscotch. Am I going to get some validation? Straight down the tongue, pepper. You're sick. No, you're literally not feeling well. Yeah. So there's obviously something wrong with your taste buds. Yeah. There is a buttery quality. That's faint. I don't know about the sweetness. Go through the nose. God, oh, here we go. The exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your head if you're going to puke. <coughs> he can do it before he never could do it. Got it <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> Bucket, please. No one's ever thrown up on the show. Go ahead, Jonathan. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no butterscotch. There's a buttery quality. It's sharp. It's good. It's very good. Well, this, this is aged tobacco, and it came out in, two, in, in 2012. So we got a few years on this one on top of it. It's smooth. Yeah, especially if you go through the nose. Yeah. Yeah, smooth. <laughs> <clears throat> very smooth, very smooth. All right, uh, it's time for this classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll f***ing kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's twoguyscigars.com. 
Cigarsmith.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. If I remember correctly, Barry Stein, you kicked butt last week. I am back where I belong. Back where you belong on top. Um, Yeah, you're a topper? Mr. Jonathan. I've broken a few legs in my life. Maybe got a point or two, but I lost. And then Chuck Chuck was shut out. Has not won this year, Chuck Morrison. True. You have not won this year. True. No, that's going to change today. It's going to change today. Okay, so we have three people born today and two things that happened today. It's going to be the best of five. Today is February 28th, Mr. Jonathan. And born today is Benjamin Siegel. Benjamin Siegel. Bugsy? Bugsy Siegel was a Jewish-American mobster. Siegel was known as one of the most infamous and feared gangsters in his day, described as a handsome and charismatic... Charismatic? Charismatic. Charismatic. Uh, He became one of the uh, first front-page celebrity gangsters. He died at 41 years old, but he was born today. What year? 1884. 1884, Barry. 1903. 1903. You want to read that for me, Jeremy? 1885. And Barry Stein will take it at 1906. 1903. Well done, Barron. So Barry gets his point, and everybody falls back Come again. Come on, this man. That's how it happens. Lodging in charge, baby. Steroids. <laughs> Barry Stein, this is to you. Born today, Mario Andretti. Ah. Mario Andretti, race car driver. Retired Italian-American Formula One and Indy car race driver. Was named U.S. Driver of the Year in three separate decades. One of the most successful of all time, Mario Andretti, race car driver, born today, what year? 1943. 1943. Oh, man. I, he's trying to help me out. I can't hear him. I have 1960. 1960. I have 1941 for the win. 1941. It was oh so close, Mr. Jonathan, but you are all over. 1940. 1940. Almost said 35. Never, ever go back on your first guess. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, uh, Chuck Morrison, born today. Two points right here. Gavin McLeod. There we go. TV actor best known for his role on television shows. Was he The Mary Tyler Moore Show and the captain of the Love Boat, which earned him a combined five Golden Globe nominations. For us older guys, he's most notable for playing Happy in McHale's Navy, if you remember that. I do. That's just for us old guys. But it is Galvin McLeod's birthday, born today, Chuck right. Morrison. 1945. 1945, Mr. Jonathan. 30. 1930. 1929, and I originally said 31. We're 29. I wish you said 31, but it's going to Mr. Oh, Jonathan yeah. at 1931. Mr. Jonathan gets it because he said 1930. Yeah. And where's 31? And we're tied up. I wish the two points. See, I told you not to do that. You yeah, haven't listened. Mr. Jonathan has one point. Barry has one point. Chuck, falling yeah. behind once again. We, yeah. have, we have two more questions, though. Uh, and this is going now to Mr. Jonathan again. Happened this day. It happened this day. The final episode of MASH is today oh, with 106 million viewers. It still today holds the record for the highest viewership of a final season finale. It happened today. The final episode of MASH. What year? 81. 81, Barry. 81. 81. 81. And, and you said 81? Yeah. Too? Well, we have a tie. It's 83. But we have a tie. Okay, we all get a point. Ooh. All right, you all get a You all picked 81. Wow. I almost said 83, too. I was a nightclub district. I almost said 80, so I'm glad I stuck with 81. Yes. Okay, this is the last one. Uh, Chuck, you're going to need uh, two points to win. 
Yes. Um, you'll need one point to tie. Uh, tie's losing. I don't and want you, to tie. You two are tie. It happened this day. Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco and Firearms agents raided the Branch Davidian Church in Waco, Texas, with a warrant to arrest the group's leader, David Koresh. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms agent and five Davidians died in the initial raid, starting a 51-day standoff today. What year, Barry Stein? What year? 87. 1987. What do you say, Chuck? Uh, Jeremy, 92. 92. And Mr. Jonathan? 92. 92. And you'll both get one point. It's 93. Oh, I should have listened to him. I should have listened to him. Why do you do it? (laughs) So, uh, oh, Mr. Jonathan, I would like to. Mr. Jonathan will take the win. Been dethroned once again, Barron. I'll get you back next week. Mr. Ooh. Jonathan has taken it. Whichever classic you choose, it is a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And just a quick reminder if it is your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location at Salem, Seabrook, or National New Hampshire on your birthday, and they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar for you. Happy birthday to everybody celebrating their birthday today. I feel like I just had a Newman moment. Newman. Newman. I don't know what that is, but... Uh, Seinfeld. Newman. 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 So Jonathan. you're Newman? No, you're, you're Newman. Definitely not <laughs> Newman. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm more of a George. I'm more like Kramer, especially with my hair. No? I don't know about that. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Jonathan. All right, so we're going to take... Skippy. You've got mail. A step into the mailbag here. Ooh, you've got mail. Our good friend... Can I go now? You may Here go. we go. It's the same every week. I know. I never remember. Okay. Our good friend John Maloney writes to us uh, via the Contact Us page of the Cigar Authority. First, I love good, the show. A good friend. You guys are great. Information, entertainment in one show with multiple characters. Oh, God. Barry was oh. a halfway decent addition. That's not what it says. <laughs> the word there is great. Barry was a great addition to an already good show. I commute 200 miles a day from work. Oh, my uh, God. To and from work. So I listen on one of my drive days. Since I'm driving, I can't really write down some of the useful information. I've spent much time on the website. I use Beyond Pod as my player. But I was looking for show notes and can't seem to find any. It's because they're not there. If you don't do them, I would suggest that you do. Nothing elaborate, I would, but maybe a I would a suggest list. we do, too. Maybe a listing of the cigars you smoked on the show, especially the last one for cigars under $5. Some links to the manufacturer, links to two guys purchased, etc. If you already do, can you point me to them? Thanks, John Maloney from Arizona. Moving forward, I could put the show notes up in Google Docs, and they'll be right there for everybody. This, this mess that we have here? Well, I'll clean it up a little bit. Yeah. Like the important take stuff. The take the squares out of it and yeah. say which cigar we smoke, what the key talking points were. We can do it. Yeah. Hmm. I thought yeah, we did that already. Some, sometimes we Not don't. in detail. Sometimes we don't know till the show's over what we did because it happens. And a recap kind of, of the show is on the posting on thecigarauthority.com. Oh, it needs to be there. Yeah. I just don't list what cigars we smoke, but I can, oh, add, that. Right. I can add that to the mix. We used to list that. Well, a lot of times on. I don't know what we smoke until we actually get to the show. Right. Fair yeah. enough. He's not in on the uh, pre-production part of it anymore. I wasn't in on the pre-production this week. True. So 
that's that. I don't think I was either. I sent the wrong file. Yeah, Dave almost had a heart attack seeing all the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had a heart attack when I'm like, no, I spent two hours working on this. I gave him the blank document to, yeah. to fill in the blanks. He sent it back and said, I've been working on this, and this is what I have. I'm like, what? Are you taking credit for the little amount, little nothing that's on here? But uh, he sent the wrong document. I sent the wrong document. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, Jeremy Soares, our uh, local sales rep from My Father Cigar, Dar Papine, joins us to let us know what's new, what's hot in their brands. Uh, he tells us uh, life's a breeze. We'll find out why. And uh, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Mr. Punch is back with a new cigar that keeps it true to his name. Introducing Punch Signature, a flavorful, fuller-bodied cigar from Punch featuring a specially cultivated Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and rich Nicaraguan fillers. The wrapper brings the deep history of Ecuadorian tobacco and Punch into the present with this new exciting leaf. You're not going to see that wrapper anywhere else in the market, so you owe it to yourself to grab one today. The new Punch Signature, true to its name. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are... Oh yeah. 
so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Here they go again blowing smoke right in your face. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. And we're back live from the La Flor Dominicana studios at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast about cigars and the nonsense that surround them. Uh. With us is the local cigar rep, speaking of nonsense. Speaking of nonsense. Don Papin Garcia and my father's cigars, the man that needs no introduction. He's been on the show many times before. Welcome yep. back, Jeremy Soares. Thank you. Proud to be here. Excellent time. So uh, you just came back from your national sales managers meeting last yeah. month. Uh, yeah. What's up for Don Pepin Garcia? New stuff. What's happening? Give us a scoop. Tell oh, us something that's happening. Boy, oh, boy. Way to begin. Um, so probably the 10th time I've been to Nicaragua now in five years. Yeah. Well, actually six years. I went as a retailer a couple times. But, uh, you know, Pepin Garcia now, the biggest grower, producer of tobacco in Central America. Wow. In all of Central America. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of acres. In a very, very short amount of time. Because Correct. Because I remember going down there with him as he was imported in from Cuba, and there he mm-hmm. was as a, as a cigar roller. Right. And now... For somebody else. Yes. Right? And yeah. now the largest producer in Central America. In Central America. So not the biggest grower necessarily because there's a guy that grows bigger than him but grows on three continents, so it's really not fair. And doesn't, Central... make, doesn't make cigars. Correct. And that's yeah. it. But as far as a guy that grows and produces and manufactures cigars, not just for himself, but for other companies, as, um, as a factory, as a machine, yeah. that has allowed us, by having those clients, you know the names, yeah. but by having them as clients, it's allowed us to you know, have vast amounts of land. And you know, really, in my time, I've been able to see them execute the plan 
and, you know, the beginning, I guess I could say, the vision of what it is that he wanted to do and hope to achieve, and to see it to come to fruition in uh, a sea of tobacco, like beyond words, a sea of tobacco. Really excellent stuff. It is amazing uh, to see it that happen that fast from uh, an employee to what he became in such a short period of time. Um, you know, the big talk was when he started out, this was the top cigar roller Correct. From Cuba. Yep. And this was the big talk of, of how he was. And then he got into making his own cigars and, and blending and making uh, brands, uh, famous brands for other people. Mm-hmm. And then getting his own get get going. And then yep. making cigars for a lot of different people and blowing up his own right. brands. Uh, and now totally vertically integrated. Doing, 100%. Doing everything themselves. So the wrapper, the, they do buy three tobaccos, right? You know, the uh, wrapper that's on My Father and Le Beijou is Ecuador Habano. Yeah. They obviously buy that. And then the Broadleaf is from Connecticut. We have a great relationship with a grower there in the shade. So, but everything else from seed to cellophane is all us, box. Everything is done by us, for us. And when people talk of vertical integration or being, oh, yeah, we listen, we own that factory 100%. We own those fields. Right. We're not leasing anything from anybody. This guy, his idea when he set his you know, best foot forward, if you will, really an amazing success story because he had a sure pretty is. comfortable life in Cuba. He decided that he was going to do something that would be not just for him, but for his children's children's children and so on. And they deserve every single thing they've gotten because the guy literally took a major risk, if you will, leaving everything that he knew, everything where he's comfortable back home behind. And you see now the biggest, they, the guys that, you know, the guys that are across the street, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, that factory, the Taj Mahal, the cleanest, most well-oiled machine, nicest. yeah. yeah. Everything logistics. If you're a logistics person, if you worked like at a FedEx warehouse, you'd go crazy overseeing the thing. Well, the way he worked. It runs. He worked in the factory. He knows yeah. what needs to be done there to take it to the next level. Correct. And now- really, his son, the real beast of this industry right now, is Jaime Garcia, PhD in agriculture. The reason that everything that you see, and again, I uh, have a magazine they sent to my house. They send me ten of them every month. If you look at the cigars that are being reviewed on this magazine, there's three. Out of every 12 coming out of his factory on every page, usually they're all in the top three. Usually it's 96-rated number one cigar of the year, 93-rated. Not that that means anything to everybody, yeah, yeah. but it's something for us to be very proud of oh, because course. the guy's life's work is in that. That's that's the reflection of his life's work. So, yeah. the, so. the My Father Factory is also known as the Garcia Family Industrial Park. It's a seven-acre complex with an installed production process. What does that mean? And yeah. what are the benefits? So, yeah, so the good good question, by the way. Great, great question. It means that, you know, um, there's multiple buildings, obviously, to house tobacco, box-making facility, pre-industry, where stuff is sorted, where stuff is aged. When people talk of fermentation cycles and all these things, uh, there's the way that it's laid out is so efficient. The way that the companies operate like a symphony. You know, the way that the guy introduces the string instruments yeah, yeah. and horns and every other thing. The way that this comes together, that's why it's laid out that way. It's really, it's an industrial park because it's such an amazing complex and undertaking. But also, everything needs that degree of attention. If you were to go to my factory and, you know, you'd start out, you don't go to the factory immediately. You do the agricultural tour. The first farm that I ever saw that he had was a uh, Finca de Estrella, the Fincas, the farms. Yeah. This was the farm where Jaime Garcia, when he was 17 years old, had about 100 guys working below him in Cuba. That's what they named this place. Well, that's the hub of all things agriculture, right? Yeah. Tractors, seed varieties, you know, uh, you know, machine shops, so on and so on. But there's also amazing fields there that produce this Palo de Oro that you're smoking, which is a trendy thing that people like to talk about. Yeah, yeah. He produces more Palo de Oro than anybody in the industry right now. Those seeds, and I know the story, 
because his wife told me, and I have reason to believe that she's not lying to me, right? Of course. Those seeds came from her family's in Cuba, yard. Yeah. And when they went to Cuba, when they heard of these, he went to go get them with his wife, and Jaime and his wife and Yanni went. They sterilized nine Gerber baby food jars, filled it with the seeds, and then they had a little powwow. Like, all right, because you know, obviously, the Don and Jaime are going to get questioned by the customs people or what have you. So they gave the wife, Maria, the seeds. And she said, all right, we're going to take a shot here and see what happens. And they said, okay, miss, you're all set. You go. The daughter, you go. And they asked them a thousand questions. They said, okay, stamp your passport. Be on your way. Meanwhile, she had the hot potatoes on her. And because of Jaime's agricultural knowledge and what it is that they know and what they know how to do, they're now producing this stuff. And you'll see it. uh, The first one where it appeared was probably the uh, Le Verte for Tatuaje in 2008. The My Father Limited Edition is like the white whale of any cigar. That was the one that really, when people talk of Pelo de Oro and these things, the hair of gold, that's the one that they're talking about. These are materials that are not easy. They're very finicky. They're very susceptible to disease and blue mold. But if you know agriculture and you know what you're doing, you can grow anything. And that's really, these guys, the way that the logistics of these fincas are laid out, it's amazing to see. It's an amazing process. So it's done unbelievable. No in a short period of time, you know, just to put it in reference, 11 years ago, his El Rey de los Habanos operation was the size of your humidor back I know, here. I know. 11 years ago. He was like the little guy that's making a big roar or this little guy like, wow, what's going on in Cayocho and what, what's going on? And now you see two factories yeah, in Nicaragua. There were, there were 10 rollers or something. That's I mean, it. That was it. And one of them was like the superstar, Rene. Yes. The guy, Rene, sure. unbelievable. He's like a pepin, like a yeah. Yoda. All the best people you know, that's, that's why there's a lot of talk about, you know, what's going to happen if Cuba lifts the embargo and on and on and on. Listen, you've got walls of cigars in here that are made by Cuban superstars or their roots are in they, Cuban and tradition. they left. They left. Yeah, and they yeah. left. Why? They left to make a better life oh, for themselves because it's not a communist government thing. It's their own. They're on their own steam. Now, on, so. that, on that track, there's, there's a lot of cigar companies coming out of Nicaragua, and people mm-hmm. like that Nicaraguan taste uh, associated often with a little bit of spice, associated mm-hmm. with sweetness as it gets older. Why should somebody pick one of your brands to smoke over all the other Nicaraguan offerings? That's also an excellent question. I would tell you that... That's what uh, I do, by the way. Thank you so much. I would say that, um, in my opinion, and again, I don't want to sound... I don't want to be that guy that sits up here and pumps his chest and this is the greatest and that's the greatest. Too late. In in my opinion, this is what I would tell you. You know, if you came, if everybody in this store came on a trip to my factory, Pepin Garcia would tell you, there's many buses that can pick you up in Nicaragua to drive you around. I just feel that I have the best bus. There's many factories that make cigar in Nicaragua. There's many people that grow tobacco in Nicaragua. I just feel that he does the best job of it based on his lineage, based on the fact that he is many generations, his whole life in making tobacco, based on the fact that when he was eight years old, he began his journey in making tobacco because in the town that they lived in, in Villa Clara Baez, Cuba, when he was eight years old, they don't sit in the house and play Xbox. They said, hey, go to work. So what does he do? He goes across the street to the Lara Loba factory where his uncle is 25% brand owner and the factory manager, and he begins his training. He's not just like a paper champion, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy that that's their whole life. Jaime Garcia could have probably played Cuban baseball team, but was in love with tobacco, has a Ph.D. in agriculture and is in grometer. So for the reason that, you know, they know what they know and, and they're able to impart wisdom, our company's tagline is the art, tradition, and style of Cuba – that's not something that, like, you know, a good marketing person came up with. Right, right. That's a life's labor. Sure. It's different. Absolutely. It's not the same. Some people like to talk about, you know, we feel that this is the best. That's the best. This is the best. Listen, everybody that works for a company should feel that way about their employer. 
But when I go and do these events and I talk about these products and I've been putting thousands of miles on in the last couple of weeks and so like Jose Ortega, my boss, and Yanni and, Hi- and everybody, everybody's putting everything they have on the line and we're all trying to tell the story about an amazing man and a lifelong family ambition and a dream that's really uh, the American dream, a success story. As a uh, retailer, you worked at a cigar bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were a fan of it before you started working for them. That's, mm. how, that's how it happened. Yeah, so I... Uh, a long time ago, many yes. years ago, I went to culinary school. And, you know, at the time, cigar magazines and women smoking cigars and the cigar boom, I knew that when I was in high school that I was going to go to culinary school to be a chef, that this would be something I'd need to know about pairing wines and cigars and bourbons and what have you. So I said, you know, uh, I better learn about these cigars. This is like 1992, 1993. I worked at Burger King, 425 an hour. I would work all the hours in the world. I'd have my $68.30 take-home pay, and I'd go to my local tobacconist, and I'd get a couple cigars, and I'd save the notes. Well, coincidentally, when I got out of college, I had many, many logs, and I smoked a lot of cigars, and I fell in love with it. But when I heard of this guy's story, it wasn't his cigar, the first cigar that I ever smoked that came out of his factory. But I remember lighting and thinking, like, wow, this is unlike anything else that I've ever smoked. And I became like... uh, a, a super fan, not just a little fan, a super fan. Yeah, yeah. And when I had the opportunity, one of my buddies, and you know the guy who was a broker that represented his line, he came in and he goes, hey, look, I know you like all these other cigars. This is the guy that's making those cigars. Right. I couldn't, I was like, wow, no kidding. And we got right behind the line. And, you know, uh, I remember the first time he and I got to hang out, the old man. There's a very 100-year company in business, and the guy that's the figurehead of the company speaks English, but he knew who I was. He'd been in my store and did an event. He had his arm around me the whole time, and he's tapping the guy's chest. Tell him this. Tell him this. Tell him this. And immediately we fall in love. Like, I had so much respect just because I know he's true to form. He's the one. So for me, I went on the trip to the factory as a retailer. My buddy, that's my boss now, represented from Maryland to Maine. They needed a guy from New England, and I – was a little tired of working every night till 3 in the morning at the Cigar Lounge. Yeah. And I decided I had seven or eight offers, and I took this one. And uh, the rest is t- history. Took what you love to begin with. Yeah. So you can stand true to it when you, when you show it and, yeah. and say this is a great cigar. You believe it. Yeah, we don't just go run around and do events and tell lies. And yeah, like, this yeah. Is, I'm telling a real story about, like, a real family that's making a major impact in the industry. Sure is. Now, and we've, got, we've got lots of listeners that are, that are downloading the podcast uh, and maybe not listening live. Typically, cigars are broken up, notwithstanding, into the subcategories. But just for basic math here, mild, medium, and full-bodied. Yep. What's a good My Father offering in each category, and why would you recommend that somebody smoke it? So the mildest cigar that we would make, because we're not really known as a quote-unquote mild cigar maker. But, you know, this is what I would say, because uh, being mild and being flavorful are two different things. There's some cigars that you might say, this is a mild cigar, and it tastes like you're smoking a Shaw's paper bag, you know what I mean, wrapper. The My Father Connecticut. I only that smoke came out. market basket paper market bags. Market basket by the way. paper bags. Thank you yeah. for that. From Clearly, New England, yeah. for crying out loud. From New England. Well, yeah. yeah, just the same. I would say that the My Father Connecticut is one of the more mild offerings that we have, or the Flor de Las Antillas, which was the cigar aficionado number one cigar of the you year. You would say that's mild, huh? I would say, well, for my palate, for yeah. what I smoke. Again, keep in mind, I'm on a steadfast diet of these cigars only right. for the last five years. So to compare what I like versus what you like are two separate things. Yeah. But for me, the My Father Connecticut, the Flor de Las Antillas, they're mild plus, but they're flavor bombs. Yeah. They're complex. They're not like, you know, we're not, 
saying like, oh, yeah, our cigars are like all eight parts Lajero and it's like smoking dirt through a sweater. And the cigars are not only rich but balanced. Yeah. This but, cigar is mild out. But they go, they're going to the, their own palates, yes, which is a little, yes. little more A little more on the mild. full side. Yeah. That's, that's what you're buying. When yeah, you yeah. deal with somebody, you're buying their palate. So you can tell that Jaime and Pepin have an affinity for a cigar that's got richness and boldness and a little spice to their nose and tremendous balance. Now, if, yeah, somebody wants, if somebody wants something that's just balls to the wall, full on, yep. full bodied, full flavored, sure. where would you point? I would either say Le Beijou or the regular Jaime Garcia, but that's for somebody that's more of a novice. For me, I don't know that it's the strongest cigar. Sometimes I might find that the Cuban Classic is stronger than the Le Beijou. For my, it depends on what time of the day, what I've ate, how many cigars have I smoked that day, what is, what am I burnt, have I smoked 18 cigars in two days, is my throat all ripped up? So I guess it depends, but for my palate, I would say either the My Father Le Beijou, the regular Jaime Garcia Broadleaf, not the New England exclusive with the Connecticut Shade, that cigar, and again, keep in mind, different strokes for different folks. Some sure. people, I had a guy tell me, oh, I think that's the mildest cigar you make. I couldn't believe it. I was there's like, okay. Two, there's really, in, the, in, the, in that Beijou, for me, and I, you guys all know I'm, I'm, I tend to be a little bit of a wuss, but if I'm going to smoke something full-bodied and I'm going to go Beijou, that little petite Robusto is, it's like popping a full-bodied Tic Tac. You're right about that. the Tic Tac was made out it. of habanero peppers, yep. boom. That's the that's good way to the say other it. And then the yep. other one is the, the box press torpedo. Really, you guys did a very, very good job of that. Yeah, top I'll, I'll go back cigar. to the original. I believe it was the original one. The Blue, Papine Blue. Yeah, so a lot of people, I don't find that to be the fullest cigar we make either. And it's funny because in years gone by, that's what people would automatically assume. 2008 number four cigar of the year, 93 rated. Corojo Oscuro wrapper, Nicaragua binder and filler. It does have some strength to it, but I think there's a sweetness to that Corojo that levels it out. But again, the little Le Beijou. Well, that Petit Robusto, it's a home run. But you know what's funny? From size to size, that blend variations. There's five sizes. The Petit Robusto I find to be the strongest, but the Churchill, and I know a lot of people in the wintertime don't smoke Churchills, yeah. but I find that to be the most enjoyable size for me. I think that with the thinner ring gauge, I think it's a 49 or 48 and a half, yeah. but the length of it makes it a whole different it's a cigar. True, it's a true Churchill. Yes. I'll agree with Dave with the blue having the most pepper to it, yep. and it's consistent from first light to the last puff. It keeps that pepper going. Mm-hmm. But as we spoke about the old cigars, I'm sure when you were at the factory uh, for your sales meeting, what new cigars have you smoked that will be coming out Ooh, this year? Ooh, some beauties. So uh, there'll be like a quarterly, I guess you could say, release. Some companies, maybe around Christmas time, have mm-hmm. a release that's like, oh, it's only available this time of the year. Where we're smoking the Jaime Garcia Limited Edition, which only came out once. They make a different vintage every year. We didn't do it last year. We had the 10th year anniversary the year before that. So there'll be a limited edition that comes out quarterly for the right accounts that are our partners that I guess uh, perhaps the bosses will decide where they go. It's a small allocation, not going to be a lot of stuff. And then there'll be the My Father Limited Edition that comes out this year. I did smoke many of those, not many. I smoked three of them, but that's more than everyone else. I got greedy and took a couple extras. And then there'll be a uh, line extension in the El Centurion, which will come out. So that's something that we're very excited about. And, you know, there'll be smalls. You know, you don't really see us with anything paper packs or tins or things of that nature. Yeah. That's coming out. There will be some tubes, which I'm particularly oh. excited about because, you know, when it's golf season, a guy grabs a tube. Sure. Or they feel like that's a – they think that's a humidor. They love the tubes. Yeah, Everybody yeah. loves – so we'll have those. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on. And there will probably be more stuff down the road, maybe a micro blend series. Like, I don't know. How about uh, repackaging? I hear some news on a redesign of 
a certain line. Any, any truth to that? Well, we talked about that before. That was a while back, but I don't know that that's something that uh, is in the pipeline for this year, or okay. maybe you know people. I don't know. Maybe you no, got a direct no, line I'm to the bosses. No, no, I'm just saying that's why no, no, that, I, I left it dangling. Yeah, no, you left, a, you left a good one. That was like a no-look pass right there. Yeah. You wanted me to slam it down, but uh, I total good no-look pass. I would say that you know those blends that you're mentioning were home runs. The yes. price points were excellent. I did not like, and if you can grab one of those cabinet-style boxes, can you grab one of those boxes for me, Barry? I didn't like the cabinet-style offering. Any of those, sure. Any of those, I instead prefer this box because if you look, everything they do when they say the art, tradition, and style of Cuba, everything they do from gorgeous labels, our friends at Cigar Rings, the Lord of the Rings, thank you, reserve bands, foot bands, but more importantly, just like a true-to-form Cuban cigar box, if you will, this is the way they want their product displayed. This is the way... You know, I had a guy offer to buy a billion of whatever it was, but the boxes, this takes time. The boxes, the warranty, all that stuff. Well, this wasn't ready, and, you know, Pepin said to somebody that wanted to buy all these, listen, I'm glad that you love the blend. I'm glad that you want this, but at the same time, you wouldn't send your daughter to the prom without the right dress, right? He wants everything to be displayed the way that matters to him. That's why you don't see us. We don't make trays. We're not a bundle company. We're not. That's just not his deal. Not all of our boxes are crappy cabinet-style boxes that all look the same. Or instead of this one being red, it's blue. And you can't distinguish, if you will. Every one of these cigars, and if you look at the table, you can see what I'm talking about visually, are different stains, different varnishes, different colors, different, they all have a different significance to them in the portfolio. There's many lines that all tell a different story. The Flor de las Antillas was a Cuban cigar brand. We own that mark. The Antiguidad, which you'll smoke later on, that was something that they wanted to do before the Flor de las Antillas. But the Lajero and Jalapa, it, it was very thick. It needed more time, if you will. It's just a happy accident that that one came out first and was met with yeah. critical acclaim and the place went nuts over now, it. And here's my question. You were talking about boxes not really resembling each other. To me, Florida Las Antillas and La Antigüedad pretty similar. seem similar. They're pretty similar. So do you see in the future possibly coming out? Because you're looking at, I would classify those as medium and then yeah. full-bodied. Uh, Florida Las Antillas being medium, La Antigüedad being full-bodied, right. which we're going to smoke next. Now, do you see them coming out with perhaps a box-pressed version of something that's a little on the milder side. There has to be something that they're doing with that yeah. milder tobacco. Well, so with the shade stuff, it's hard to necessarily press a shade cigar. There's a lot of breakage involved. Well, even if it was but even if it was just a mild offering, I feel like that would round out that whole segment right lower there. Lower primings yeah. or something. Something. Yeah, no, they could they could probably do something like that. That's something we can talk about off the air, but I feel like you know, they must have enough milder tobacco cuz you're coming sure. out with a lot of full-bodied stuff. And let's yeah. face it, the fuller body you go on the plant, the less tobacco you have. There's got to be a reserve of milder stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, they, they definitely uh, can make Unless anything they sell- want to make. selling tobacco? No, not at all. No? Not okay. at- he says he's not, but I'll all tell right. you this much. When we were there at our sales meeting the year before this year, they broke ground and they did the site work for one of our, you know, it looks just like the factory. That's why I brought the pictures there. The facade will be the same. But it's going to be a tobacco processing center. And when all is said and done, it will hold 88 million pounds of tobacco. That's, that's a lot of pounds. So, and, and that's based on how much a pilon weighs, how many pilones square footage-wise they can fit. It looks like a Walmart or a Best Buy, but it's ridiculous. But realistically, that's only seven and a half years production. That's not just us, though. That's probably every. But I'm just saying that's only seven and a half years production. This guy. That's a, that's a lot of years in advance, seven and a half years. That's a lot. Yeah, that's well, almost a guarantee that you could keep the cigar exactly the same. Ding, but, ding, ding. Hit the bell now. Yeah. That, why? That's why. That's because the that's, and, and they're expecting, obviously, they're expecting growth. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, all the time. Are you kidding yeah. me? Jose's listening. Right? Of course, they're expecting growth. But um, it, it's funny because really, when this guy started out, you could say that he was hand to mouth a little bit in that he bought tobacco and he was at the mercy of other people. And that's probably you know I've been in debt. It's probably not a good feeling. Right. So this guy's opinion is that the more tobacco he has, the better longevity he has for a company, for his family. So why not grow as much of it as he can? When Coincidentally, it, when, when it we, comes down to it, that's everything. Right. Having you know a, a bad retailer or somebody doesn't have inventory. Correct. Can't sell from an empty wagon. That's, that's a it. golden rule. You can't sell yeah. off an empty wagon, right? We always say that. Yeah. And with, with this gentleman in particular and the way that their vision is, you know, I was at the sales meeting, and there's a guy that's our friend. He's a local guy, retired president of another company. He wants to come out with his own stuff, okay? He's going to work on his own blend. Well, he was in Nicaragua, and they came to our farm at night and hang out with us, have some pig, have some rum, hang out. He was saying that in, in Nicaragua, by the way, coincidentally, they don't say acres. They say manzanas. So one acre is like 1.6 manzanas. Yeah. Well, one manzana where this guy was looking, this is what he told me, $27,000 for one manzana. So imagine having a 300-acre farm, the cost of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when people say, wow, you guys, you know, you're making a lot of different cigars and a lot of different stuff, the infrastructure, the way that it's laid out, the way that things are, perfect timing. And he felt like he was a latecomer to the game. There's guys that have been there longer than him and Esteli. You know? Everyone. A lot of he's, people. He's new. He's in the big picture. I, yeah. He's new. If you look at it, he's I'm, new. Jeez, it's amazing. It, it's really amazing. But, again, there's a guy, and, again, not just because I work for him, not for that reason, but... There's a guy that would work 20 hours a day, six days a week. They, him and Jaime literally constantly walking the floor, overseeing everything. When I very first went there, when I was the retail at the cigar bar, we go through the beginning of the industrial park to the pre-industry side. He looks at the pylones, and one of the things they show you is the internal thermometer, the temperature, yeah. on and on and on. Tremendous technicians work for us. The people leave other companies to go work for him. He notices that the temperature is too hot and that this major investment of time and equity and cost could be compromised. The old man notices this, immediately gets on his phone. Hey, you guys, you have to break down, reassemble this pylone. Got to make sure it's okay. Every detail, they're always watching. You know, I, I make fun of uh, Jaime because his eyes, the way he looks through you. He doesn't miss a detail. Same with Pepin. To two of them together, there's an un, it's unparalleled in the industry. There's not a father and son team like that. There's many guys with their dads and on and on and on. Just in my opinion, what they know from both sides of the fence, yeah. it's the most complete little offering. old school, little new school. Now, what's going on today here at Two Guys Smoke Shop? What is this monstrosity I see on the table? Yeah, what's giving away happening? a big TV, man. Giving away a TV, buy some cigars. You get a chance to win this thing. I mean, it's really uh, it's a pretty good deal. I know everybody's, uh, you know, I remember when I had a 36-inch TV and the back of it was like this big, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're giving this thing away. All you got to do is buy five cigars. You yeah, get a shot to win. You buy paper, a box. You get ten. It's paper thin. Yeah. It's a, it's a Wi-Fi TV. Smart TV. You don't even have to plug it in. Yeah. It, it'll just play off the Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's got Netflix built into it. Stream everything right it's, from your remote. It's pretty badass. I get it. it it's really a 55-inch tablet is what it is. That's exactly. Without a touchscreen. It's pretty going, ridiculous. And to be honest it. with you, I mean, you get a box of whatever. They're 128 bucks. You get a hat, T-shirt, an ashtray. And you can win that TV. It's a good you can time. hang it on your bathroom. Somebody said, oh, I got a bunch of TVs. Pull one in your man cave. Right. Pull one in your bathroom. What does it matter? Recess them in the walls. Who cares? Get rid of the other TV. This Get rid of the other of the ones. Art, state man. of the art. Yeah. Update. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. You know, you'll find that, um, again, you'll find that this gentleman is, uh, you know, I remember I was telling Barry this week we were together in Nashua. People used to say things 
when they were selling cigars. Oh, yeah, it tastes just like this guy's cigar. They would all, oh, it tastes just like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the it thing for people to say is, oh, it tastes just like that pepine flavor, that rich. It's absolutely true. It's 100% true. And I see him do it. I see you guys out there. Flattery. Thank you. Yes. That's because, you know what, they don't have to defend anything. Flattery. Absolutely. All right, thank you, Jeremy Swords, for joining us. This event is going to uh, continue here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook till 6 o'clock. We'll give away the See that there. shirt? There we Always go. Always be, be closing. closing. Always be closing. They don't just give those to anybody, by the way. And you're here till closing. <laughs> nah, just take yeah, let's stay here. Let's figure it out. Let's yeah. sell them all. I'm here for you. There we go. When we come back, new cigars hitting the shelf uh, and new ones trying to make, make their way through the trademark process. Bad News Barry has that information and more. Mr. Jonathan's got some good news and I'm back from Washington, D.C. where I flew in last night. I got, uh, I have some news. Uh, (laughs) I have some news. But uh, yeah, it's the FDA and we'll see where they're going to take us. We got Old Fat Freddy. Gentleman Chuck Morrison will be getting debonair when we return. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire at the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And uh, when you're smoking your Jaime Garcia Limited from 2012, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be back with our number two in just moments. Four boxes of the seal at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? What if La Gloria Cubana stopped at the legendary Siri R? One thing's for sure, they wouldn't have created Siri R Esteli. Discovered on a Nicaraguan mountainside high above the Jalapa Valley floor, 
This extremely flavorful Nicaraguan puro combines a Jalapa Soul wrapper with a bold combination of Visos and Lajeros. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar that's worthy of your discovery. Learn more at LaGloriaCubana.com slash what if and find yours now at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancada. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. And wait. The authority on everything cigar. Shake it back. In. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. Or as our brothers to the south call you. Hey, Zeus. We thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No. No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! Can we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal. Yeah. Woo! Shake and bake! Do it. And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And in this hour, the guys are going to interview me. That's what it says here on the show. That's right. Interview me about my trip to D.C. And uh, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison will get debonair. I'm sure Old Five Freddy will do quite the opposite. Bad News Barry is here. And just the opposite of that, his new arch nemesis, Good News, Mr. Jonathan is here. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. I don't know how I got stuck with another bit, but whatever. You're listening to the Cigar Authority. The only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, we're on the ground floor with the troops here in tax-free Seabrook, New Hampshire, at Two Guys Smoke Shop. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. I don't know how I'm coming across on this show, but... uh I have been traveling, and when I do, I don't get enough sleep. And your problem is you can't say no to Rocky Patel. That's your problem. It's all nighters. I don't feel good. Um, and now I'm about to light up what I believe to be a very full-bodied cigar on my side. If you side. want to continue smoking the, uh, the Jaime, I and am, we will brave this. I am doing it. I'm going all the way because that's what we do. It's oh, a good great. cigar. I'm just uh, giving myself a, uh, an out loud <coughs> heads up of uh, getting prepared for this. This is the La Antigodad. La Antigodad. And this is a Brock's Pressed uh, cigar from the My Father Cigar People. Barry, what do we know about this? Well, La Antigodad was the follow-up to Flor de Las Antilles. It is also the second time they have embraced the historic value of original Cuban art. Blended by Jose Pepin Garcia and his son Jaime, the cigar features Nicaraguan fillers from their farms in San Rafael, Las Quebrados, and San Jose. The binder is a non-disclosed Nicaraguan leaf, and the wrapper is a Habano from Ecuador. Uh, according to source, it's a Rosado Escuro. And today's Toro measures at 5 and 5 eighths by 55. 
box pressed. It seems uh, doesn't seem like a 55 because it's box yeah, pressed. Yeah, so. it seems a little smaller, but that'll yeah. happen when you box press something. All right, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And we're going to give this bad boy a cut. And that sound effect, by the way, Dave, of the cut yes. is live. We <laughs> smoke on the show. Yeah, I don't. love it. Well, there's some other shows that might, you know, import a sound effect of a cigar cutter. That's the actual cutting of the cigar. Because they're not really cutting a cigar because they're in a studio and they can't they're cut light and make believe, right? right. Yeah, the pre-light it. taste on this would be Amateurs. if you had... Five I'm, years we've been doing it nonstop and lighting a cigar every time. Go ahead. Pre-taste. What if do you, you had a cinnamon graham cracker... That had raisins baked in it. That's the pre-light taste on this bad boy. No. We're going to be lighting up today <laughs> no. with... Uh, no, it's not. <clears throat> Sorry, don't interrupt my commercial. Uh, we're going to be lighting today with the Vertigo Bomber. It's a $29.99 beauty. It features a dual-action flip-top. That means you push down on the button, and the top flips open all by itself. Triple jet, and it's got an onboard bullet cutter that flips out past vertical so you folks that like the big ring gauges and bullet punches you can still make it happen full metal jacket boom bang all metal looks looks like a hundred bucks to me twenty nine dollars twenty nine dollars yeah it doesn't look it all day every day so so i'm with everybody down in uh uh washington dc and everybody's using vertical lighters Everyone, is including manufacturers, no, is everybody is using vertical They're all lighters. using the Cyclone because it does not have the profile of a lighter, and the TSA hasn't learned how to pick up on it yet. <laughs> it looks like a less than two-ounce bottle of liquid is what it presents as on the screen. I've been pulled over, uh, you know, pulled outside, have them search my bag. I got 15 lighters in the bag, hoping one of them makes it. They all make it, and they get me for a corkscrew. Yeah, because that's a weapon. You could take down a plane. I was with, with you. A corkscrew. And, and the amazing thing was, why were you taking a corkscrew? Doesn't matter. Yes, right? something. Uh, I like to be prepared. You're not a wine drinker. Why would you bring a corkscrew? <laughs> and is there anything sexual with this? <laughs> I would like to not comment. Here although the answer is yes. The answer is wow. yes. The answer is always yes. All right. So, so not early strength. No, not early strength on the cigar. I smoked, it, it will build. I smoked a cigar. You gave me a sample, Barry. I smoked it, and it looked like it was going to be mild. The first third of it was mild, and then all of a sudden, like a switch, it went from this puff is mild, this puff I'm sick to my stomach. Yeah. It's too strong. Wow. Whew. Have you ever had that's a red-hot candy? I have. I Cinnamon. That's, that's C- cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say that word because yes. I'll just butcher it. But that's what this cigar <laughs> yes, reminds yes, me of. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. <laughs> The thing about that cinnamon, those red hot specifically, is how it engages the back sides of your palate, and that's, you can feel it way back there. All right, you yep. nailed that one. Yep. Put, All right. Putting a whole bunch in, the, in your yeah. mouth at the same time and chewing them, and here you go. You never hey. didn't just put the whole box in? That's how you eat it. Not the whole box. The whole box. pig. But too much. All or nothing. Too much in, in, at once. All right, so what was the main agenda for your trip going down to D.C.? The main agenda was to walk the halls of Congress uh, and uh, to see as many people as we could possibly see and to have them sign on to this new bill that we have 
that would uh, separate premium cigars from other tobacco products. Even though, first off, the FDA has control of cigars right now. And they have deeming regulations uh, that they are controlling and writing right now of what it what it's going to be. They came out with it, and now there was a, uh, a a little time in between where people could go in there and write their objections. Right, that is gone. We can't make any more objections. So what we're trying to do is have um, the Senate. There's a Senate bill and a House bill, and what we're trying to do is say, like we did in New Hampshire. Premium cigars are different than other tobacco products because right now what they did is group premium cigars with other tobacco products. And that includes electronic cigarettes, chewing tobacco, pipe tobacco, cigarettes. uh, And what my biggest uh, thing was of uh, tobacco products that masquerade themselves as premium cigars. Mm -hmm. Now, let's take a little pack of um, cigarettes, 20 cigarettes in a pack. And it has a white wrapper on it and a filter and chopped up tobacco that's inside. And it's a cigarette. Well, when the regulations happen on cigarettes, some companies decided to change that white wrapper and end up putting tobacco, a brown paper wrapper yep. on it, and calling itself a premium cigar. Right. And here it is, a 20-pack. Still has pack. a filter. It's still Same in the 20-pack. Same thing. It looks, like a, it looks like a pack of cigarettes because it is a pack of cigarettes, but it calls itself a cigar. This is what is going to take us down, things like this. So I brought with me a pack of those type of, quote, cigars and a real box of cigars. So we went around, and and when I say we, it was a group of four of us, and it was many groups of four. Yeah, I saw saw you you had Rocky in your group. I saw lots of posts from Rafael Nadal. Yeah. He was down there. So it would be a manufacturer and three retailers for the most part. And... um, we handled the, the um, Senate us, on, on us. I believe we were the only group that hit the Senate. Every 30 minutes from 9 to 5 to 5.30, actually, 9 to 5.30, we hit a different senator every 30 minutes. And we had appointments with them, um, and sometimes it would be directly with the senator. Sometimes it would be with their flunkies, or lack of a better word, um, you know, the people in their office that <coughs> carry it on. Allegedly. But having Rocky Patel with us actually got us in with most senators directly. Um, Knowing a guy like this all the years I've known him, and he's just Rocky, you know. Right. um, I don't realize the star power that he has. He's a true cigar liberty. That they want to take pictures with him. Oh, my God. He walks in the room, and it's, oh, my God, Rocky Patel's here. And then people talking to him, and the next thing you know, uh, they're calling the congressman, and he's coming out, or the senator coming out, and, oh, come on in the office. And uh, it wasn't set up that way for that to happen. And here it was, and we got to to do a a spiel. Rocky tells a story of he started with... um, uh, three people starting in his garage, and uh, he built up his, his company story, from yeah. here. Um, we as retailers told our stories and that we don't want to be uh, put out of business, basically. It's a jobs act. It's put there for jobs because look at the amount of jobs that will be lost if, sure. if, if this becomes um, taxed and controlled the way a cigarette is. Plus, we go through the process of the ingredients of what a cigar is. A cigar is tobacco leaves and water. Those are the ingredients. If we, if we had to put ingredients on it, no problem. As a matter of fact, 
that's a big thing you do. Not only do you say the ingredients of tobacco and water, Barry, mm-hmm. you actually break down the ingredients of what types of tobacco, mm-hmm. what primings, what right. you, know, you know, which is not necessary. But I mean, we like to. We we are honored to say what it is. You don't see cigarette companies coming out and saying. Yeah, Marlboro doesn't uh, say. Yeah, we're the number one consumer of licorice in the world. Yeah, they don't say that. They don't say what's in it. But right. we we are using just tobacco leaves. And water, we, we're proud to say this is what the ingredients are. Dave, Lots of uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, a question for you, buddy. Are you are you guys telling the same story every single time? I mean, it, it, it sounds Pretty like much. yeah. By like day three, you guys just must be exhausted uh, of regurgitating like the same presentation for the upteenth time. It sounds like, but it's education because they don't know. And, yeah. each, and listen, I, I go year after year after year. I've been going many many years and multiple times a year. New people, there's new people in Congress, and, and as much as we know, and the people probably listening to the show know about the products we have, for the most part, these senators are ignorant of the fact of what the product is. Right. Sure. So you have to actually start from ground zero. And we'd say it before we go in, if we haven't met with them before, do we have to go through this whole thing? Yeah. Uh, a meeting lasts about 20 minutes, and then we've got 10 minutes to get to the next meeting. Do, where, where do we have to start? And, and for the most part, it starts from the beginning. You get a lot of new people in. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. So you got groups like the CAA, the CRA, IPCPR, TAA, retailers, manufacturers. Who organizes this trip? Because it's not by accident. <coughs> yeah. This, this was the IPCPR, which I serve on the board of directors of. Um, we're the ones that called it to, to end up having that happen. But joining us, um, not walking the halls or anything like that. It was just us that were doing it. But joining us for meetings afterwards was the CAA, was the uh, CRA, um, to tell us their take on where we're at uh, and to get intel from us. Why wouldn't they walk the halls? Maybe they do it on their own. I don't know. But they, they certainly didn't. I have walked the halls before with CRA. Uh, not in this particular case. Uh, they were there and they were not walking with us. Um, CAA, they're... they're the politics of this is, is, is very unique because CRA is Sky Rights of America, and it's really a cons- consumer organization, right? right? It, it's not us retailers. You pay your $35, you get in, yeah. maybe you get a couple cigars, but now you're, you're in. Yeah, and so they're speaking, for, they're speaking for the consumer. We, IPCPR, are dealing with the retailers themselves. And then you have the CAA. CAA, for the most part, is really the, the machine-made domestic people. Swisher is the president of it. And um, kind we, of not, we butt heads with them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's not the, that they're the enemy. They, you know, they want to fight for their thing too, but they're not premium cigars. And we have in our shtick, we have um, not that we're throwing them under the bus or anything like that. We're just saying we want to be, we want to prove that we're different from what this is. Right. Some of the things are fine, but some of the things, on the other hand, are um, masquerading as a premium cigar. It isn't. Right. And isn't it fair to say this is not this, and that's it? It's very fair. You know, we show and tell. This is this. This is that. We just want to be separated from that. We don't know what you're going to do to cigars and all cigar categories, but we just want you to understand and believe that this product is not that product. Is that understood? Taking it to the... um, the pipe tobacco people, the poor pipe tobacco people, uh, and we were with those folks also, that they, pipe tobacco is made for a pipe. Right. Well, when, when um, the roll-your-own-cigarette people were confronted with lots of legislation, they started changing the name of roll-your-own-cigarette to pipe tobacco. They just changed the name of it. And they said, now we're pipe tobacco. 
and then all of a sudden, huge tax went on pipe tobacco because they were... Somebody was skirting the system. Correct. Somebody was skirting the system. So, and we understand that's happening. The government understands that. So they say, screw you. We're going to, now we're going to tax pipe tobacco. So a word we used a lot while we were down there was unforeseen consequences. We were, you know, we're getting taxed and we're getting thrown into this. uh, And it's not meant for us to be uh, the person that's being done. So we need to stop it before... The, the hammer blows on premium cigars that, no, you guys are the little filtered things, and that's what a premium cigar is. N- nobody who smokes premium cigars believes that. Right, right. But the problem is some of the government, they don't know any better, so it's education. How many legislators would you say you met with if you had to guess? <clears throat> Not only did we hit somebody every 30 minutes and never skipped one, there was no breaks, there was no nothing, but even after uh, being lucky enough to be with Rocky, he says, there's a private club across the street uh, where all the um, senators and stuff go after. Let's go there. So at 5.30, we ran across the street. And he knew somebody to get us into this private club. And then we started working the room in the private club. There was nice. no end. There was no end. At nighttime at the, uh, at the uh, civil bar that we were at, cigar bar, uh, we were working it there. We invited people to join us while we were down there. Oh, if you get a chance, come down and see us when we're down there. We'll have a cigar together. And, uh, again, he has star power. Okay. Right. They're going to have a, a drink with Rocky. Beautiful. Uh, where I, on the other hand, were running from it. <laughs> you know, I was literally running away from it. Of the, the people that you met with, what percentage would you say you know, care, truly cared about our cause? Well, or was it mostly like canned responses? No, they, you know, they, they're politicians, and, and that was, you AKA know. A.K.A. professional liars. <laughs> yes, and, and we were talking about it as we would have our meetings uh, the following morning and say what happened and tell, because there was each group, so we all told each other where we were at and, you know, had all kinds of notes. Uh, we took notes at every single meeting, and everybody said overwhelmingly, uh, you know, we, we batted 1,000. We killed it. But again, you got to take the the lying factor involved with professional. Yeah, it's bias. a lot easier to say, yeah, 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 I'm on your side. Can you leave my office now? As opposed to saying, no, screw, and get out of here. I mean, this is somebody that you potentially voted into office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we we tried to bring in people. Uh, when, for instance, when we went to Kelly Ayotte, she's the senator in New Hampshire. I was there. They made sure that I was at that meeting. Uh, I actually bumped into her at the airport on the way going down, and I said, "I have a meeting with you actually tomorrow." And uh, but I didn't want to say, not say hello. Here you are at the airport. Do you remember who I am? Yes, I do. Blah blah blah. I said I have a meeting with and said his name, and she says I will stop in on that meeting. Usually, sometimes nice. they sit it out, but she'll end up doing it. I said, okay, so I won't bother you here, um, but um, I'm going to deal with you. You know, I got 20 minutes with you tomorrow. Okay. She didn't show. <laughs> no. Yeah, she didn't show. Professional. Oh. I won't be voting for her next year so, or next uh, time she's up for election. You know, and I, and I had the discussion with them, and I got a little probably over the top. Uh, with she said she was going to be here. I've been down here nine times. We as an organization met with her twelve times, and say it, say it if it's no. I mean, just say it. But they they're pros, man. They know it's bad. That's how the whole government, by the way, works. Trying to not accomplish something right <laughs> until the until the tenth hour. It's right down to the wire, and you're going to screw somebody over. 
Now let's make it yeah, happen. No, but it, the, the it, government it, makes a lot of money just keeping this thing never does. never passing and never failing. Just keep it going because there's lots of money involved with it. It's a it's a terrible system, but it's the way it's been All working. Right. A little break from the political side of okay. things. Let's get into the, the entertainment value. Okay. Last time you were down, or one of the last times you took a trip, you smoked a cigar with Rudy Giuliani, who some people would consider a politician, but others would consider him famous. Yeah. Did you smoke a cigar with anyone famous? So all, all cigar, famous cigar people. Famous cigar people and famous politicians, but no. And uh, just because people are going to be interested, we already mentioned Rocky and Rafael Nadell. Who else was there for manufacturers uh, that Bobby consumers Newman. should be supporting? Bobby Newman. Yeah. You know, Love he's the always there. And this is the thing. I'll tell you, of the retailers that were there and of the manufacturers that were there, it's the same ones every time. Yeah. And we're all busy. They don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. But if we're not there, nobody's going to be there. Right. So it's always the same people every single time. Wow. That's the problem where it ends up happening, and we're all exhausted from it. We don't want to do it again, and we need other people to step up. I'm asking other retailers, please step up. I've been doing all this all this time. You know, not even, talk about not even go instead out. of you, but go with you. Yeah. Maybe add, add a little more juice. Coke without me is good, though. <laughs> <laughs> How much would you say this trip did uh, to help get us into the, uh, into the swing of things here? Uh, you know, when I, I met with... Um, a uh, lobbyist for one of the big cigarette companies at that private uh, club afterwards, and he says, "You guys are working really hard." He says, "Lock your ears, Vincent. I gotta commend you for it. Um, um, this is a, a big undertaking and a very, very hard thing. I don't think you can pull it off. Good luck if you end up doing it. Wow. We're not gonna block you." Uh, and I'm told later on that yes, they are, <laughs> uh, because again, they're the ones that masquerade, right? Yeah, they professional lawyers, uh, but. Um, he made it seem like it's doom and gloom, and we don't have a chance. I've been there before, All the more though. reason to fight right. harder. Yeah. I've been Screw there before. So. Yeah. Anybody that was previously on the fence that you maybe got uh, pushed over to our side or, or even somebody that was before a definite no, and you managed we, to push we got, it to— we, we got six definite yeses. We got six people while we were there to actually sign on the line that is dotted. Great. No kidding. Yeah, so it was, it was good because we, we were at a total of 12. We got six while we were there, so we got 50% more just on those days that we were there and waiting to hear from the other ones. I'm, I'm, and I'm expecting Kelly Ayer to, to do it. Um, I give up if, if this doesn't do it. All right, so last time you went, we ended up taking on a new brand uh, for Tello. Because you met with Omar DeFrias. So was there? How many new brands do we have to take on now because you went down and fell in love with uh, the next I, big I took thing. nothing on. But, you know, other retailers being excited about other cigars, we pass cigars around and, and things that we, you know, we don't expect cigars from manufacturers who are there. They're giving right. their time as it is. As a matter of fact, I probably gave manufacturers cigars more than they gave me cigars. Um we're at nighttime. We're smoking chain smoking cigars and things like that. So, uh, but smoking somebody else's cigar or something that, that another retailer that brought cigars here try this. Wow, nice cigar. Thanks. Yeah. So, you know, I'll defer it to to you after the show and say here's some of the things I smoked and look into them. All right, they were good. So, being the gentleman that you are, and since this is a cigar radio show, what did you bring to smoke? Did you bring enough to share? Yes. And who did you smoke them with? And I smoked them with everybody, but I brought uh, the cigars I believed were the best I could. So I brought Atabay and Byron's. Of course you did. boy. <laughs> and I came back with none. <laughs> I brought plenty and came back with none. Awesome. All right. Who, so who doesn't you, take one of those, there right? must There must be at least one story worth telling that you can keep clean. 
no, it's, listen, hats off to every one of them that, that do that and, and spend their time. And, and I'll tell you, the, the retailers that were there are the most successful, and the manufacturers there are the most successful, and they're the busiest and have multiple stores or manufacturers that are very, very busy with what they're doing, and they're the ones that show up. The people, you want something done, ask a busy person, because the ones that are slower and not doing so well, they're not there. So there's got to something to be said there. I mean, look into it, and, you know, as the consumers that are out there and stuff, do business with those that are trying to do something. We're all trying to do it, actually, for the consumer, by the way. Right. You know, if you say, oh, you're a retailer, and that's why you want to do it, just so you know, when the tax gets implemented to us, we will do what we have to do, which is pass it on to you. It will just be added on to you. We're not going to really pay. We collect taxes. We don't pay them. You consumer, you pay the the tax. We collect it. All right. Your interview's over. You did very well. You can leave now if you want to. (laughs) Uh, New cigars hitting the shelves, Barry. And uh, any trademarks you may have come across. All right. Each week we share new cigars to arrive at twoguyscigars.com. And this week we saw one edition, and that was the Hirochi Rabanya four-pack sampler, which is limited edition. It's one size of each of the available Rabanyas, and they're available exclusively at twoguyscigars.com. These are the same four cigars, same four, but, but just in a pack. They put them in a pack, slightly lower price, kind of like a lower little, price. Yeah, if you do the math, it comes out a little bit less. Okay. So it's kind of like an introductory if you haven't tried the, the cigar. We smoked them early in the year. We think it's possibly cigar of the year contender at this point, sure. although it well, is early. certainly a contender. But Yep. And uh, phenomenal cigars. They're limited availability. We've already gone through about 70% of the allotment that we got. Um, so they're there still, but they're going They're fast. in a box? They're in a box. Yeah, okay. Uh, we each slot with a cutout perfectly to the size. Okay. Um, it's a nice sample. It's a nice little set. And the following trademark applications for registration were submitted this week under tobacco products and Fumari, Interna- Fumari International, the parent company of Illusioni, filed for Emirates. And Oliveros Incorporated, the parent company of Boutique Blends, has filed for Aging Room Cantor. Cantor. And, yep, and those are the uh, new trademarks filed this week. Hmm. Cantor as in decanter or Cantor as in a horse trotting? I was thinking more, I don't know, is Rafael Nodal of uh, Jewish descent? No. No. Because I was thinking Cantor of the Jewish... Yeah, no. Thing. He's a Cuban. He tells well, a there good are story. Cuban Jews, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, he tells a good story. He wasn't with my group, but I was with him last year, I believe. Yeah. Uh, um, and you know, he arrived on on the boat. Uh, oh, yeah. Me- Mezzarel, whatever. Still it was, eats and uh, a- apples and drinks Coca Cola. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very interesting story he, he has on there. Uh, there was talk about the, the Cuban embargo lifting also. If FDA does control this, and this will, these cigars will be a new cigar to come into the U.S., even though they're old cigars, oh. they'll be a new cigar into the U.S., what happens there? Not all of them will be new because some of them were sold under those trademarks pre-embargo. Yeah, there's going to be lawsuits and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I, and I stay uh, true to my... Um, Belief that this thing is going to happen quick. Yeah. Remember, I told you yeah. it's going to be 100 days or something. Before you said 90. Yep. Not 90 days. Yeah. So we got till the end of March, right? That's it. Um, I'm leaving, by the way, next Sunday to Cuba. Uh, he obviously doesn't read his show notes. Okay. This is happening after the. Yes. Okay. So I'll talk about that. I later. sent it to him. <laughs> he doesn't okay. read it. I don't read it. Um, but I, I think uh, this thing's ready to pop. It certainly it yeah. certainly feels that way. Yeah. Hey, while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. And how to be more debonair is gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? 
This is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, this is going to be a little bit of an interactive Gentleman's Way, a debonair way. Just what I like. Jonathan, we're going to start with you. And the question that I have for you is you're wearing a jacket. I want you to tell me if you're wearing a sports jacket, a blazer, or a suit jacket? This would be a sports coat. You are correct, sir. The debonair gentleman knows how to dress and knows what his attire is. So we're going to break down real quickly here the difference for our gentleman listeners of a sports jacket versus a blazer versus a suit jacket. Now, a suit jacket is defined as such only if it's matched by trousers made of the exact same swatch of fabric. Correct. It should be a closer and tighter fit than that of a blazer or sports coat. Suit jacket. Moving over to the blazer, Mr. Garofalo. A blazer uh, is typically where fabric plays a crucial role in defining if it's a blazer or not compared to that of a sports jacket or a suit jacket. Now, typically a blazer is made of either wool or serge, cashmere, even flannel or fresco, and it's typically a two-button, single-breasted, or three-button, single-breasted suit jacket. The blue blazer. That's it. blazer. That's it. And those those are set up to be purchased off the rack. Yep. To be able to be thrown on, and you can dress them up with slacks, or you could wear them with jeans. It's a good compliment either way, as are sports coats. But. You've got it. And as Dave said, they're typically a solid color, most notably navy blue or blue, but they can also be uh, red or green. Lastly is the sports jacket. And here are some bullet points for you guys just to keep in mind for the sports jacket. These typically come in a large variety of colors and patterns. Um, they're not as structured as a suit jacket or a blazer. And here's a key element. A sports jacket typically fits bigger then both, as it allows you, it should allow you to be able to wear a sweater underneath it. Uh, sports jackets typically have a, uh, a patch on the arm. Oh, I get you. Yep, like the, the, you know, the, uh, the elbow patches. I don't have uh, I, I, had one of those. I intentionally don't buy those because it makes me think that I'm dressing like my dad. All of his sports coats had the elbow patches, and I'm not doing it. Well, it's a sports jacket, so if you were to you know, wear that in an athletic environment, you've got the, uh, the protection on the elbows, if you will. Just in case you want to tackle somebody. There you go. It, uh, what is it there for? Why is there a patch on something that's not ripped? Well, it, it goes back to, so again, the history on a sports coat, I was doing some research for this, it's kind of fascinating. Going back to like the early 1800s, uh, gentlemen would typically wear a, a sports jacket in the a.m. in the morning with a very comfortable pair of pants underneath. Think in our modern day like sweatpants or something like that. And they would use it for everyday activities. And that kind of evolved as we move into the 1900s to actually be being worn um, if they were going to golf or, you know, be inclined or, or I should say be uh, active athletically in some manner. So, the, so the elbow patch would stop you from wearing your elbows. Yeah. That would be the first thing that would go. It had a functional it. purpose. It wasn't for style. It was for function. I don't, uh, I don't wear mine for style either in case right. you hadn't noticed. Uh, the, last, the last thing here is that, um, as Jonathan mentioned with the blazer, also with the sports jacket, it can be worn with jeans, khakis, uh, and or dress pants, and also uh, sneakers would be an acceptable um, uh, piece of I disagree, attire. but that's okay. But there you go. So, guys, there it is, the sports jacket versus the blazer versus the suit, coat, suit jacket. Uh, I hope that helps you in your debonair styling. It's the 
Debonair Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars. Guys, the question always is, though, are you debonair? Sure they put a pocket square with their blazers, by the way. <laughs> Mr. Soros says to always wear a, uh, a pocket square. Yeah, we could, we, we could hear him. He could whisper outside the building. We'd be able to hear him. <laughs> Are you debonair enough? You well, learned how to whisper in a helicopter. Your, your uh, debonair from last week was haunting me the whole time I was down I there. I was thinking about you. Haunting me. Haunting me. What was it from last Rachel week? Rachel Church said, you know Oh, yeah. We, every morning, were going to the hill. We took the train. <coughs> The MBTA or whatever it's called. There's so many people taking it, they actually push people in to get more people in. Ugh. It was the most uncomfortable, worst experience That's probably why you ever. got sick. <laughs> oh, Seriously. my God. Rubbing up against everybody and squished. And I can imagine them on the receiving end of me, how bad that was. But it was awful. <laughs> oh, it's soft. Yeah, it's, it's cuddly. So, Jonathan would sign up for that. I'm in. I don't know, I don't know about cuddly. It I'm was, in. It was, a, it was a bad experience, man. Speaking of bad, bad news, Barry. All right, this week we have uh, four items, a little bit of an international flair. The first one is a Russian lawmaker has proposed prohibiting women under 40 from buying or smoking tobacco products. Two members of the Communist Party proposed the ban, saying it would be a threat against national security to allow women of childbearing age the ability to smoke. Wow. Under 40. Yeah. Wow. You, you thought this would... And what if they decide they don't want to have children? Can they smoke? No, they still be banned. Still Maybe can't. get a tattoo on their forehead just to let everybody know I'm not planning on having kids. Well, the age of 40 is once they hit 40, the Chernobyl factor kicks in. So. Fair oh, enough. God. Here we go. Fair enough. Oh, boy. You can head Hawaii to the list of states that wish to change the smoking age to 21. The measure passed committee and now goes before the full legislature. Ireland this week passed a plain packaging law for all tobacco products. The measure would go into effect in 2017 pending a lawsuit that will be forthcoming from the tobacco industry. A similar law has been in effect in Australia since 2012. When I was a kid, I remember doing errands for the neighbors uh, to make a, make a few pennies or whatever they would give you as a tip for doing it. But going to the store and actually buying cigarettes for the neighbors. Was there no law in that? At that time, that anybody could buy, I think a lot of it had to do with the communities where we grew up. Yeah, yeah. you get to yeah. know the guy my mom. In, right, the guy in the store knew I was buying cigarettes for my dad. He knew they weren't for me. So, yeah, you know, they kind of looked the other way. That you know, yeah. they knew you weren't smoking them. Yeah, you could go down. I could go down with my mom's credit card, for example, with a note from her saying that it was okay for me to buy groceries on the credit card. Yeah, and yeah. they would accept it. I remember going. This is the '80s. Going to the local convenience store, walking to it with a letter from my dad. To have permission to basically buy him cigarettes. As long as you get the letter. The as letter. Long as you got a note. That's it. Handwritten note. It's and, important. It's how and, I got uh, through high school. Our last item on Monday, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to intervene in the long running battle bef- between General Cigar and Cuba Tobacco. They refused to hear an appeal for General Cigar Company and they left intact the ruling in favor of Cuba Tobacco made in June over the trademark Cohiba. The the measure now goes before the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit. 20 years this has been going on. 20 years. And now it's in the hands of Cuba Tobacco. Uh, up till recently, it was on the side. So it's going to go back and forth, back and forth again, much like when, uh, with going down into D.C. They never want this to end because there's a lot of lawyers making a lot of money for this not to end. Well, it be, it's it be, going to have to end pretty soon. It's going to have to. There needs to be an answer at, at this point. Especially and the, the name embargo Co- ending. Right. Well, the That's name Cohiba is going to become yeah. all that much more important if the FDA uh, 
you know, goes with option two. Yeah. Well, this has, this is a trademark issue. I think it's pretty cut and dry that there's no doubt that um, Cohiba came out under Castro regime. It was one of the one of the few brands that came out after. And then years later, it was Edgar Kalman that, that got the trademark, which shouldn't be a problem at all, for the U.S. because there was no Cuban cigars here. Right which he did, and he got it, and everything was all set for General Cigar. Since then, selling it and reselling it after that, um, now with Cohiba possibly coming into the U.S., like every other country, the Cuban Cohiba, you're not going to get regular Cohibas right. uh, in another away. country. Uh, Gloria Cubanas, you, you know, try to buy a, a Gloria Cubana uh, that's not Cuban in another country. You don't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's under a different name that goes for all the ones that we see as Cuban names in the U.S. They're not sold anywhere except for the U.S. because they can't. When the embargo lifts, I think that you're not going to see all these things. You know, I, I wonder, uh, and I know we, I just heard our commercial for a new advertiser that we have on here, Punch, Punch is a Cuban cigar. What happens to that in, in the effect? It's interesting. Uh, because that other Punch is not sold outside the U.S. Interesting. The, right? So all these, did all these go away? I don't know. Well, they, they have to be called something else. Right. So we'll, we'll watch it. Well, we got a little good news, a couple of points here. The West Virginia Senate voted Wednesday to pass Senate Bill 109, which would allow certain establishments to become exempt from indoor smoking bans if they obtain permission from their county commission. The bill offers exemptions to veterans' organizations, racetracks, casinos, adult-only facilities, giggity, and fraternal <laughs> societies. Uh, it is one more hurdle to pass before it winds up on the governor's desk. Also, Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts signed Bill 118, which excludes cigar bars and lounges from the Smoke-Free Air Act. The cigar bars and lounges e- exemption was previously ruled unconstitutional by the state Supreme Court. Last week, a bill to remove the cigar bars and lounges passed with a 45-3 to 3 vote. So those in Nebraska, feel free to have a drink and a cigar. You earned it. Yay! After this landmark battle. That's a good one. That is great. And, who, and I'm done with that guy. You know, I like the good. <laughs> I like the good news. I like good news every once in a while. We shouldn't have called that section "Bad News Barry" because then he could be reading it. We could change Same. that. Good could, news, Jonathan. Good news. You don't like to be the good doesn't guy. Doesn't have a good ring. No. There's no good news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't we go to break? Okay. We'll come back and wrap the show up. Okay, and we come back. We got Old Five Freddy in the aging room. We'll look to our calendar for upcoming events, interviews, and more here on the Cigar Authority. We are at the La Flor Dominicana Studios at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment. The sparks of conversation. The anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf. Graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. 
Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at AVO.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details, I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do... I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? 
Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. Here they go again, blowing smoke right in your face. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. And we're back live from the La Florida Dominicana studios at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Today in Seabrook, New Hampshire, we have Old Fat Freddy standing by, and we're going to take a look through our calendar of events and interviews coming up here in the Cigar Authority in the very near future. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. So we talked about new cigars uh, hitting the shelves, but we uh, left one out. The, uh, on March 14, 2015, will be uh, Pi Day, they're going to be calling it. Because this- the date is 3 12 14 15 Three one four one five. That's so which, cool. Which is pi, which is the circumference actually of a cigar, a circle. And at nine twenty three, it is even better if you smoke it on nine twenty three, that day. Three point one four one five nine two. Nine twenty three a.m. or p.m. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Uh, it'll go even further. So uh, the people at United Cigar Retailers are uh, putting a cigar together just for that reason. Three thousand one hundred forty one cigars are being produced. They'll sell for ten dollars a piece. You couldn't do a point five cigar. In a half a cigar, yeah. right? Maybe. <laughs> see, see. Um, Does it come with a slice of pie? It doesn't come with a slice of pie. Maybe but you can eat some. pie. You can eat pie while you're smoking. Key it. lime pie. Absolutely. It there will be. A, it will be a Saturday, right? Yes, it will. It'll be a Saturday. Yes, so we'll eat pie and we'll smoke pie on 314. The 6th is Friday. The 7th is Saturday. Seven days later, it is a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll eat pie and smoke <clears throat> pie, and that's, that'll be the show. Okay? What's your favorite kind of pie, Dave? Apple. There you go. <clears throat> Barry? Key lime. Jonathan? I like chocolate mousse pie. The correct answer is blueberry. But <laughs> 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 the correct answer is blueberry. <laughs> Apple pie is the pie, right? right? It is. It is. I'm a very generic guy. Ice cream, vanilla. A- 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 mode, though? Pie. Yeah. Apple pie, alamode? Yes. He doesn't do anything without a scoop of ice cream <laughs> yeah. on it, including go to the bathroom. <laughs> but There's apple the bathroom pie with vanilla ice cream? Now I have is this really deal? bad vision of Dave in nine and a half weeks. Yeah, please, God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to that. It's Right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum for some crazy news with Mr. Jonathan in the insane asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. That's right, that's Asylum. One of the rarest pennies cost a Beverly Hills man a pretty penny at that. At auction last Thursday, Kevin Lipton shelled out just over 
$2.5 million for the Birch Scent, a penny made in 1792, and that is the name. It is named after its engraver, Robert Birch. It's like our very first penny, Lipton said. He told the Los Angeles Times on Sunday, it's such a spectacular coin. It's so important. It's so rare. And this guy so does not get laid. <laughs> Lipton has collected coins since he was 12 when his streak started. And his full-time coin collecting business launched when he was just 17. At the Orlando auction where he picked up the Birch Scent, Lipton also bought a quarter from 1792 for a mere 2.3 million dollars. All think, told, I think he gets plenty. If he can afford that, he gets plenty. Uh, even then, I just think it's saying, a, right? I think it's a struggle. Yeah. Uh, he paid about 4.8 million for 26 cents. It's the most money ever paid for 26 cents since most of us would pay about 26 cents. If he ends up making money on this endeavor, the expression may have to read a penny saved is 2.5 million earned. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away. You never collected oh, coins, huh? No. So I did when I was very young, and I had the little book, and you put those coins inside the book. And one of the hottest ones to get of the penny was the 1909 VBDS. There's little numbers like the, the, the S or something. Well, this one had four of them, VBDS. Wow. And it was the pride and joy of my coin collection when I was very young. Uh, I was a uh, Cub Scout, and we had a um, show-and-tell type of thing at, at a hall, and everybody brought their little collections of whatever they had, and everybody would go around and look at everybody. That was the first time you got beat up and someone took your lunch money. No, but they did. Take my 1909 VBDS. Oh, what? Somebody stole it at the uh, show and tell. Oh, so as I was showing off everybody how valuable this penny was worth over $100 then. And uh, look what I have. I disagree. It was Boom. worth one penny I then. Should, you know, I, that's something I should rebuy myself because it was taken from me. And, although it may be tens of thousands that's now. Right. It's probably a million dollars. Right. All right. Why don't we take a uh, peek at uh, social media? Bang this out. Okay. It's uh, best tweets of the week. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today. These are the best tweets I saw all week. This one was from Barry. This salad tastes like I would rather be fat. Yes. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I saw this one in the uh, one ad section of the tweets. <laughs> yes. Single white sock seeks same. Nice. If you're ever down on yourself for being lazy, keep in mind the Greeks believed their gods lived atop a very hikeable mountain, and no one ever went to check. What? You've heard of. <laughs> I'll tell you later, I guess. <laughs> Quote of the week. If I had only checked myself... Signed, the guy who wrecked himself. <laughs> and the best tweet I saw oh, all I week. What the was, hell is going on, Chuck? You said that was the best one. That was the quote of the week. Oh. This is the best tweet I saw all week. Oh. I have been waxing my car for 20 plus years, and I still do not know karate. Wax on, wax off. There we go. You got that one. I got it. Today's social media segment was brought to you by <laughs> Recluse Cigars. Rolled N2 Bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw. Every, Every time. time. Why do I have a feeling your car isn't the only thing that you wax? Oh, here we go. 
See, now it's getting ugly. I gotta stop. I gotta stop putting pictures on Instagram. And we get to the end of the That's show, it. and we got nothing left. So or I'm unfo- I'm having you unfollow me. <laughs> you know what I don't see on here at all is Old Fat Freddy. Is he here at all on this list? Right underneath nice. the tweets. Oh, all right. So right let's, let's get to him. It's time to go into the aging room with Old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like Aging Room Cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our Aging Room is Old Fart Freddy. In my day, communists and socialists were enemies that we fought to free other countries from. Nowadays, we should be fighting this enemy from within our own country. In my day, you had the right to bear arms and disputes were settled man to man. Nowadays, being a rat is rewarded and we are losing rights one by one. In my day, we waxed either poetic or philosophical. Nowadays, people wax everything, from their cars to their backs to stuff they just have laying around. We were constitutionalist men who were armed to the teeth and never waxed their junk. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, some are not. Hey, America, I got your Second Amendment right here. There, there we go. Paul Beasley, where are you? Do you hear that? <laughs> so, Mount Olympus. The Greeks believed their gods lived on top Mount Olympus. It was like 250 feet high. You could just walk up in an afternoon and check and see if they were there. No one ever did. That's why that was funny. Okay, I didn't know. No? Nothing. Not at all. <laughs> Nothing. Not, not at all. They got it. All right. They got it. They're just trying to be nice. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> why would they start now? I don't know. So uh, taking a peek through the Cigar Authority calendar, this Tuesday coming, March 3rd, 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, we will be taping Saturday's show for March 7th uh, because... March Madness. March Madness is uh, Friday, March 6th, the Two Guys Smoke Shop, the annual March Madness sale, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. It's 20 to 50% off everything at the Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This is a 20-year ongoing uh, event, and I say event. Uh, Barry, you never saw it. No, I have not. It is an event. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, Come on by. If you're looking for a deal, that's the day. Uh, And people come from many states. Uh, I think we counted six states last year. Six, six states. Wow. I'll get there early. and I, You know I like to be early, but I'll get there early even for me. The mm. store opens at 10. I'm there at 8.30. Mm. There's already 30 people in line. Two dudes last year were there at 6.30. Yeah. They had coffee. They had wow. their chairs. They had their bun warmers, the whole thing going on. Yeah, it's big. 12 hours of madness, and that begins Friday. Uh, we'll tape have the tape show taped for Saturday because Saturday I'll be leaving for Miami because I have an early flight out Sunday for Cuba. Nice. Boom. That's awesome. Havana, Cuba for the week, and I will come back on Friday night, and again, we will do the show on Saturday when I return. Uh, crossing my fingers, everything works out. It's out of my hands, but uh, they tell me on the other side, everything is all set. Don't worry about a thing. It's all confirmed. The government has approved and I'm going legitimate, and I will come back with not only uh, the information that I uh, get from there, but how you can do it. Are you traveling alone? I won't be I going. I am traveling alone. You will not be going. I will not be going. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, 
moving ahead, um, Saturday, March 14th, we celebrate Pie Day. And from what I understand now, we're going to be eating pie and smoking the From what you understand now, you pointed at Barry. It was your idea to eat the pie. (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there. I'm locking it over to him to order the pie. Pie, donuts. (laughs) Order the pie. That's all we ever talk about. And now we know what pie everybody likes. Apple. No. <laughs> All the ones, the key lime and the blueberry and the chocolate, chocolate meringue. Mousse, yeah. Chocolate mousse, meringue. Mousse. Not meringue. meringue, mousse. Mousse, chocolate mousse. Yeah. So maybe what I like to do, especially during the holidays, is have all the different kinds of pie so you can have a little of each. I'm a fan uh, of pecan pie as well. I saw your Christmas table. You put it on uh, must have been Facebook. a dozen of them. There was at least a dozen on that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like because I don't know which one to get, so I have a little bit of each. Squash so, so. pie is That's also why I look good. the way I look. It's, Years of practice. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? We have uh, Cigar School, Friday, March 20th, 5.30 p.m. at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. This is uh, smoking ain't allowed in school. Well, it's allowed at this school. This is Cigar School. If you think you know everything about cigars, um, you don't. You don't. <laughs> come, by, come to Cigar School, uh, as we heard from some people. that been Chucky smoking. Bang Bang. Yeah. He's been mm-hmm. smoking cigars for 30 years and realized he's been doing it wrong for 30 years. There we go. So, uh with the the idea of this is so you enjoy cigars after that much more than you do for the re- for the f- yeah uh, you already like cigars that's a given but yeah. this will take it to the next level hopefully March twenty eighth we have Jared he's the sales rep for Christoph Cigars he joins us for what we're going to call Total Recall uh, join us for a day uh, special in store events and at night twenty dollars per person get you four cigars and some snacks. At the event up there, and what we're going to try to do is uh, see how much he can recall, because supposedly... He's a near-perfect recall. So we're going to try to play some tricks. Yes. What is that called, like an ideographic memory or something like that? I don't know what it's called, but I don't think you should call him an idiot at all. He's (laughs) a nice, nice boy. He is. Young man. Young man. Young man. Uh, Saturday, April 4th, it's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. Yeah, it is. is. It is the fifth anniversary of this mess Five years we've been doing it. Boats and hose. Talk about not giving up. Boats and hose. That's how it all started, isn't it? <laughs> Didn't you do an event? You did yes, a, you yeah. did. Just enjoying it. Did. And that's how it looked back. How it that, started. Was, that was five years ago. It certainly was. Boats and hose. Boats and hose. Uh, and then I'm off to the Dominican Republic again for the uh, Tobacconist Association of America. Uh, we're going to get their limited releases and uh, plenty of cigar news and gossip that will happen there. The calendar is filling up, uh, so we should get uh, material for up-and-coming shows, uh, hopefully. So uh, what do you got? That's it? That's it. we got a whole show on Tuesday night. Tuesday night. So we better gear up for it because we only got a couple days for prep. Well, luckily you're taking tomorrow off, so... And that's at our worldwide headquarters, correct? Let, it that is, place in the Salem. worldwide headquarters. That will be at the worldwide headquarters at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're going to take all the equipment with you? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay, so that's it. Chuck, everything's good? Everything's great. All right, so uh, we'll we'll be there. Also, we're going to have a comedian yep. Yep. for next week. Jay, for two, Jay Grove. Jay Grove, a comedian, <clears throat> will join us on Tuesday's uh, show. Uh, I know... Um, we're going to have... Um, We've had a lot of luck with comedians. So I heard. Firing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's see if this guy can get it done. Okay, so remember, folks, this show and every show with the Cigar Authority is absolutely free, so don't be asking for your money back. For Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, Barry Stein, Jeremy Soares, wherever he is, he's here till 6 o'clock. We're going to give away this big-ass TV uh, and more. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you're smoking your La Antigua, Dad... 
Always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you guys on Tuesday for a special taping of the Cigar Authority right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia. The newest addition to CAO's World Blends is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium-bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, the Aikumazinga tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience you won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, visit CAO Colombia. This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie.